Okay, welcome, 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 welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I am your host, Cardelia Reed, and thank you for joining me today. You know, you are a very special person. I don't know how often you hear that, but I'm going to tell you right now, and don't you ever forget, you are a very special person. God has you here for a reason. And so this is nothing to take lightly, especially in this season. I don't take my podcast lightly. They're very serious because God's word is serious and it's the truth. So when we speak it, we speak it with all out truth, boldness, and we give it everything that we have. And so, and when I say we, I mean, those of us who are walking in the body of Christ and, and God has chosen to, uh, to go out and minister to the world, which includes you as well. Everyone has a ministry and things that they do. Um, but it's not always what you think it is. So, but that's not what this show is about. I just want to tell you how special you are. Um, so this show I've titled, it's a very, uh, show that's near and dear to my heart and to yours. It's, when we talk about this being the season of change, I want to talk to you about the hows and whys of life. And um, the, the problem already with that title um, is that people ask how, um, how is this going to happen when they don't physically see it with their eyes, when they've only seen it being a certain way with their eyes. And then they say, the other thing is why, why did this happen to me or why did this happen that way? And uh, the biggest problem with those two questions is that we forget that, um, number one, we're comparing ourselves to someone else, okay? And then number two is that um, we have genuinely believed that um, it should be a different way. It should have been a different way. I should put it like that. Now, it will be a different way, but we're going to get to that. But there's a part of you that thinks um, it should have been much different. It should have been better. It should have never happened and all these kinds of things. Well, you know, a lot, everybody has asked those questions. Some people still ask those questions. And I'm going to tell you, even in ministry, you know, there are times I find myself when I don't see things happening the way I think they should happen. I say, well, why is this happening like this? And I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. And here's the good news. I do get answers. Uh, It's just not the answers I want to hear sometimes, right? But God gives you a way of dealing with them. He gives you an outlet. So I want to talk to you today about those things. And one of the things I want to get into is, um, before I get really into that, is my audience. And the Holy Spirit's been really talking to me about my audience lately. Um, God sends these people, um, including yourself, that are dealing with things that sometimes you don't want to talk about with anybody, okay? But you know it's there. Um, and it's been there for a long time. It's just for some reason it's not going away. Uh, things that uh, people, you think you're the only one that's been through it. Or you just think it's so bad and it's so awful. I just wish it would go away. Well, you cannot go away. Unless, it, it does not. It will not go away unless you actually do something, okay? Those thoughts that you don't think about. Things that happen to people they don't talk about. Those are the things that um, this podcast, this whole podcast is about. Um, not just this particular show, but like since I've been given podcasts. And so those are the things that, you know, when you reach deep into it, that the Holy Spirit always wants to deal with. I remember when I became um, healed uh, five years ago uh, from my spiritual affliction. And the first thing the Holy Spirit said to me is, I want to talk to you about the thing you have not been dealing with. And that is... Uh, the, the spiritual terror I had been going through all of my life and I couldn't ever talk to anyone about it. I just gave up on it. 
So uh, this is what these podcasts are intended to do to whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you're going through, whatever you decide to believe. These podcasts are designed to dig deep into who you are and deal with those things that you don't normally deal with. Uh, that is my audience, okay? And my audience are people who know and want better. So they're they're open to the spirit or they have the spirit already and still need to dive deep because that's just they're just deep people. So thank you for being a part of that audience. And um I tell you, this is this is so good to me because I feel like I'm just sitting down right next to you, talking to you. All right, so that's the first thing. The second thing is I remember Um, when the Holy Spirit gave me this example, when I was a kid, I got, so I was a chronic worrier. I worry, worry, like worried a lot, worried a lot. And I cannot explain to you why I did that, except that the enemy would always put thoughts in my mind with things going on around me in the world. Um, and maybe it was things that I said as a child. I don't know, but I was very spiritually sensitive and had no idea what was going on with my life. I'm talking about a young child. All right. I remember I would go to church and I would ask the question, um, where did God come from? Typical question that kids ask, but I think I took it to another level. Where I would, it would just bother me because nobody could really answer the question. And then the devil would be, would say, oh, there's no God. There's no God. There's no God. And I, then there's something in me that just knew that was wrong. And I would worry about that so much. Until one day, um, you know, I just kept asking because no one answered the question. So one day at church, and I thank God for this lady. She's passed on. But she was an older lady in church. And I said, well, can you tell me, please tell me, where God, where does God come from? Because I really wanted to know. And she said, he always have been and he always will be. And something about that answer rested in my spirit so well. See, God gives us everything we already need inside of us to help us understand answers from the Bible. Okay, that's God's word. Always have been and always will be. When someone gives you an answer like that, it just really uh, resonated with me. And it stopped all that worry. And I didn't realize that that little worry was a spirit that came on me as a child. Now, here's how God works in that situation. I already knew in my spirit and I already decided I was going to believe in God. That was number one because I'm asking questions at church. So I've, I've already gotten to the first step, past the first step, because asking questions on God is a very good thing. All right. Asking questions is a good thing. Not doubting God, not disclaiming God or not believing God, but asking questions is a very good, curious thing. So if you got kids out there asking questions, that's good because it tells you they're thinking. All right. So we got to make sure we understand that anybody that's not a believer in asking questions about God, that's a good thing because they really want to know. All right. So that's the first thing. So that's why there's an answer for every question that non-believers have that you can give them from the Bible that will resonate in their spirit. All right. There is an answer for these questions. Now, I just want to make sure I say that. But the spirit and God's word has to work together in that situation to whomever they're asking. So that's what happened to me as a child. Now, what happens then is that then the enemy wants to bring up something else after you ask these questions and make you feel like, well, that that couldn't possibly be it. Then maybe you should do this. You should do that because God makes us with so many gifts inside of us. So I want to tell you that um, whatever questions you're finding yourself asking, 
I want you to understand that you have the ability to pray and change your situation. God would not have given us the ability to pray had he not planned on changing it, okay, or answering our prayers. All right, I want to make sure I say that because if you believe, which I know you do, you have to believe first. You have to make up in your mind to believe and then comes the application of your belief with your faith. All right. That's really important. Now, I want to move into get a little deeper with you on understanding that when we talk about the hows and whys, we have to know that Adam, um, basically in the Garden of Eden, Adam did something that destroyed his destiny. And when he did that, it changed the destiny of everybody after that. And that is what they call the fall of man. And, you know, they call it the first Adam. And then the second Adam was Jesus. And so we cannot stop at the fall of man, right? Because if that's the case, there would be no hope for all of us. So when he did that, there were so many things that was issued on Adam. And then that's when we talk about the curse that we have to go. He has to work for and eat and he has to go back to the dust and those kinds of things when it comes to death. So when Jesus came, he came so that we would not have to worry about that. And all we had to do was let go of the life we think we have on this earth by giving everything to him. And then when we let go of that life, all right, then he comes in and gives us eternal life. So we have to let go of what we think we have and allow Jesus to come in and take everything else. And then it comes down to, well, how do we do that? Now let's go back to belief. You have to go back to belief and you have to go back to one in that. Now remember you have free will. So you have to decide first. That's the first step of that. Decide that you want that. And then the second step is what are you willing to do for your faith to be in action? Because step, faith are stepping stones, right? So I'm going to put this into a practical um, application in just a second. Now, I want you to know, expect change even after listening to this talk. Because if you're just listening to these messages to think you're just going to feel good, it doesn't work like that. Because you're not going to see the change you want in your life. We're talking about application here. This is a season of change. So you got to apply everything you learn. You have to understand if you're asking yourself how and why. For example, um, you could be asking yourself, why did, why did I have 10? Um, I, I've heard of these. These are stories that I'm going to give you examples of. Um, I, I've heard of a lady that had every time she got pregnant, her baby died some kind of way. And this happened 10 times. This is just an example. And this causes much, much distress on the person. So the first question is, why is that happening? If God is just the God who we say is, why is that happening? So just understand that when you say you're going to believe in God, it doesn't just stop at your belief. The next step is knowing who God is through his word, through his word. So you have to do the work also. If you don't do the work to be intentional about your faith, then you allow the devil to come in and take over. So you have to decide you cannot be a passive believer. I'm going to make sure I say that again. Passive believers are like the rest of the world. They are just reacting to circumstances that the devil does to them. And they're not proactive about who God is in their lives and what they're going to do to move their faith and to move to the next level consistently in life so that the devil is behind them and not in front of them. 
Okay, that's really, 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 really important. This is not a season to be a passive believer. You got to decide which team you're going to play on. All right. You've got to decide. Because if you don't decide, the devil comes in and take over. That's not even an option. It's going to happen. And it has happened. So just keep that in mind when you're dealing with the whys of the road. So you got to know what happened to Adam. You got to know what's going to happen to you. This is why, for example, I'm going to use the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is why they decided before they got into a situation that they were going to go into the fire, they decided they were going to believe. That's how they got into the situation, because they believed, right? And because they believed, they were thrown into the fire. Now, the Bible doesn't say it will stop the fire from occurring. It just says when it happens, God will be with us. He will be with us. So with that story, you see where God was with them in the fire. The fourth man showed up. All right. Now, when the fourth man showed up, it causes who was one of the biggest influences, Nebuchadnezzar at the time to see that fourth man and the glory went to God. And so he started praising God. Thus, everybody in that land started praising God because of the faith that Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego had. Now, here's the other thing that you often forget about with this story. I want to make sure you understand that after all of that occurred. All of this rhetoric, everybody start praising God because Nebuchadnezzar did it. After all that happened, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were elevated. And they had a very, they had prominent roles throughout the land and everybody recognized them. So they were actually promoted because of their beliefs. Now, most of us get upset when it comes to the fire and we stop right there. We never get in the fire because of our faith. And we feel like the fire shouldn't happen or the fire does happen and we get burnt because we lack our belief or we become upset some kind of way. Now, remember before Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got into the fire, they said, we will never worship your God. We will never worship your God. They said, but my God is the God that saves. So he goes, well, if God saves you, imagine, um, let's see if he's going to save you from this fire, whatever he said. Either way, the point that I'm trying to make is you've got to decide that you're going to believe and you've got to declare that you believe. You, those words have to come out of your mouth. That's really important because the enemy does not recognize things until he hears the words come out of your mouth. Okay, which is very important. The words come out of your mouth. He hears those words. And then your actions thus follow that because that's what's in your heart. And then that creates a vicious cycle in your life of, oh, my God. Okay, so let's go back to the example. And I hope and pray that this has not happened to you. But this does happen to a lot of people. If someone, for example, is has gotten pregnant for the third time. And someone says, oh, I'm going to pray for you that the baby don't die this time. You go, oh, this baby's not going to die. This baby's not going to die. God, please don't let this baby die. Please don't let this baby die. This baby's not going to die. You're saying to yourself, you, you're doubting that God's going to take the, uh, keep the baby alive. And then you, you probably heard somebody say, well, well, God works in mysterious ways. And, and, uh, and then they think they tell you some kind of way God is causing the baby to die because you don't really know or have, you haven't read God's first. So you don't really understand that it's not God that's taking the baby away. And then on top of that, you doubt in your heart because it's happened too many, it's happened twice before. So then you start fearing it's going to happen again. All of that is work of the enemy, fear, um, anger, holding that in, not being peaceful, stressed out, uh, not letting it go and letting God come in. 
all of that or the works of the enemy. And when that happens, the enemy sees that. And thus it creates a vicious cycle of what's going on. So this is what I'm talking about with the fire. The fire represents those multiple births. And it represents your the hurt that the person gets, the, the, the unforgiveness. And there's this horror against who God is because you think God is just killing your babies. And that is not the kind of God we have. We have a God that gives life, not takes it away. That's the kind of God we have. God gives us life and life more abundantly. Okay, so we have to be able when we don't realize and we don't really stand on our feet of whose side we're going to be on. We're going to be on the enemy side or we're going to be on God's side. We don't recognize God from the enemy. We don't recognize the actions. So I use the one of death because often in times of death, people want to blame God for it. But remember, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, especially untimely deaths. So people always ask those questions of why. Why did God take this person? Why Why did this happen? have to happen? Why did I see my loved ones die like that? You know, I remember for a while... I never asked why, because I, I understood why, because why would not, why doesn't give you peace, right? Um, but it was one of those things where I remember when my father died, I said, I wish he had not passed away the way he passed away. And, you know, I don't know if he was in pain and things that, the, you know, that come to your mind. These are just really vain imaginations. And even those, we have to captivate those thoughts and give it to God. Because we we can't control that. So you've got to get in your mind. Another thing is that you cannot control the things that have happened to you. Death, for example. If you were in an abusive situation, you can't control the other person. Okay? If you were in situations where you grew up really, really poor, and then you met somebody who didn't grow up that way, and you wonder, why did I have to grow up that way? It would not have been better had it been someone else. Okay? Because when we are believers... We are challenged to show love. And in love, we don't wish bad things on other people. God is love. So we got to decide which side that we are playing on when we're dealing with the wise. Now, when it comes to the hows, we have to understand another thing. I remember, I'm, I'm going to say this. I remember when I was um, more religious and spiritual and I would have all these things happen to me, made no sense at all. And nobody could explain them to me because I wasn't really talking about it that much. I just felt really bad. And so I remember I would read that scripture where it says, um, God says um, on John 16, take heed. I have, in this world, you will have problems, but I have overcome the world. And I would have some relief on that, but it wasn't enough. And one of the reasons why, because I did not tap into what God already given me inside, which is the Holy Spirit. I had not activated that inside of me. So I had no type of um, connection with God's word. You understand? So you can see the word and read the word, but until you recognize what's in you, the Holy Spirit, and let that guide you, you're not going to even be able to retain that kind of information. It won't mean anything. It'll go in one ear and out the other. So yes, that you have to understand God has overcome the world, meaning that whatever has happened to you, it's okay to let it go and give it to him. And then it comes down to the, the next how, because this, we can go through a whole domino of hows, right? How do we let go? How do we let go? How do we, how in the world do I give it to God? Do you know how you give it to him? The easiest way to give it to him is when you start reading his word. 
When you start reading his word and you make up in your mind, you believe and you say, God, I let go. You declare with your mouth of this problem and I replace it with your love. I replace it with your truth. The truth is in your word. And you say, God, give me a verse just to um, alleviate this so that he'll give it to you. Or you go to the Bible and it'll just jump out at the uh, from the papers on you. Anything. He has a way of doing whatever he wants, however he wants, when he wants. Okay. He is an all-knowing, omnipresent God. That's just who he is. And you have to understand who you're serving. You're not serving a God of your own imagination. I remember in, um, what is that? The Purpose Driven Life, when um, Rick Warren mentioned certain things you can't understand about life and and about God and things like that. And, you know, I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but it was something about certain things you wouldn't understand because if you can imagine an ant explaining the internet to you, it's not going to (laughs) happen. And I was thinking, okay, I guess that makes sense. There are things we're just not going to understand. And then, then the Holy Spirit said to me, well, imagine, I mean, at the end of the day, well, you know, I think he said, imagine you explaining the internet to an ant. And the Holy Spirit said to me, imagine an ant explaining it back. And I said, well, wow, that's 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 just there's two different beings and there's, there's no way that's going to happen the way. Okay, so here's the point that I'm trying to make, all right? When you seek to know God, when you seek to understand him, when you, if nothing else, you, you, you let in your heart and say, God, I just bring you in. He's going to start drawing you and down a path of helping you understand how to um, just even alleviate certain things in your lives. He'll do it through his word. He'll do it through people and things like that. And you'll find yourself asking different kinds of hows and whys. You know, you'll probably read the Bible and say, well, how did um, King David, how did he even think to encourage himself from the Lord? You know, you'll, you'll ask yourself a different set of whys and hows. You know, it'll just start to make more sense because you're asking more about his word. And those are the curious ones where he'll lead you more and more and deeper within versus just why did this happen to me? Because there's never an answer enough that will alleviate that because what's happening is you are appealing to your flesh with those questions. And God is not designed to appeal to our flesh. You know, we're trying to get an answer that's going to alleviate our brain and he wants to appeal to the spirit. So we got to get answers in the spirit. So that's another thing. You want to make sure when you're in this season of change that you are appealing to your spirit and change comes from the spirit and not from the flesh. All right. Now I'm going to pick up on part two of this in just a second. So thank you for listening in. Um, I would love your feedback. Love at Cardelia.com. Um, little diary of relationship truths. That is my book on Amazon. I would love for you to check it out. Uh, let me know what you think. Love your feedback on that as well. And if nothing else, Jesus loves you. And so do I, and I will see you in the next episode.